0: Welcome to the Same 24 Hours Podcast with Meredith Atwood. We all have the same 24 hours each day, and it's what we do with those hours that makes all the difference between our health, happiness, and success. Part of the interview with Dr. Greger, but with Audrey Sanchez, who is the exec- executive director of the nonprofit Balanced.org. So, welcome, Audrey.
1: Hi. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely.
0: So, I wanted to get my listeners a lot more information on Balanced and how they can get involved and kind of um, just just some more information. So, um, let's let's hear it. Let's hear what you got.
1: Sure, sure. The the two minute elevator speech is that. Uh, Balanced is an organization, as I'm sure your listeners know, formed in collaboration with Dr. Gregor at Nutrition Facts that is fighting to make healthier options more available in the places are, are, that individuals and our families eat outside of the home. Um, schools, workplace cafeterias, university cafeterias, hospitals, um, and even retail stores. Um, it was inspired partly by the belief that Um, It just really shouldn't be as difficult as it is to feed our families well. Um, We know that intention to eat well is only as good as the accessibility to those foods that Mm -hmm. help us nourish our bodies. That is so
0: true. It is, I mean... What I am continually struck by is the fact that like my family, we are very well intentioned and we read labels and we do our best to go, you know, to shop effectively. I mean, for example, I was out of town. My husband says, I got ketchup. I said, great. And he's, he's a very smart man and has multiple degrees and he bought the ketchup with fake sugar. And he thought, what in the world? You know, I just, and, and it said like organic too. I mean, it was insane how difficult it is to even the best intentioned folks and educated can't even see straight because of this this crazy manipulation <laughs> by everyone, it feels like. I mean, yeah, so this is such a great organization and initiative.
1: Yeah, and, and that is even... Your husband even had the uh, the benefit of being an autonomous decision maker. Think about our children in schools who are essentially just captive to whatever meals are profitable for food service companies, easiest and cheapest for schools to serve. Obviously, not any fault of their own, but when you're feeding hundreds of children a day, you have to to make some trade offs. And unfortunately, food service providers and companies. Know that and um, try and market whole grain corn dogs as being healthy, right. but uh, you can't wrap a class one carcinogen in whole grains and, and call it healthy.
0: I, you know, I don't want to gloss over that. Dr. Gregor mentioned class one carcinogen, and you just did too, but I didn't get to go back because he talked so fast. Not that I talk slow, but um, tell me, class one carcinogen. Sure, sure, tell sure. Tell me what this is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, um, I use that as just an example, um, part jokingly, but a class one carcinogen is a carcinogen that is a, no, is known to cause cancer, not just correlated risk, not just associated with, but, uh, the evidence is clear that these foods are linked or tied to causing cancer. Um, and those foods tend to be processed meats, um, Anything with like it, it goes from class one all the way down to like class four, which is no known risk. Um and unfortunately meat, eggs, and and other animal products sort of fall along that continuum. Mm-hmm. Uh, most recently, yeah, I'm sure you're familiar with the headlines, the, the World Health Organization came out, oh, about a year ago, you know, bacon causes cancer. That's a class one carcinogen, it's a processed meat. Mm-hmm. Um and unfortunately Too often, we are served those foods with no other alternative. Right,
0: right. And I did talk with Dr. Greger because I I mentioned I have young kids, and they're they're not super young, but they're in elementary school, and we're also in a school that doesn't have school lunch, Mm. um, which I am thankful for. You know, it's the the little things (laughs) when you're a parent. I'm so glad there's no lunch here. But you know, I asked him. I said, "How bad is it in school?" And he was like, "Oh." you know it is so bad you know I saw it on some documentary but um this is so necessary I mean you're so right the kids are captive yes if they want to eat at school and all their friends are eating at school and that's the thing you can say oh well I'm going to send them a healthy well they're just going to throw it in the trash and they're going to order the junk (laughs) that their friends are worth because there's it's the peer pressure and there's yeah. there's no choices. So how how is balanced going? I'm not going to say attempting to. I'm going to say how is balanced going? There you go. to stop this because <laughs> it is insanity. I mean, I saw I don't even know what documentary it was, but there was like a Kentucky fried chicken, a pizza hut and a McDonald's in the school cafeteria. I, yeah, I, I can't even. This is not the mall, people. This is school.
1: Right. And people wonder why the the overconsumption of these foods is causing a public health crisis. And it's because children from a young age are learning that these are foods that are, you know, endorsed by educators and people who care about them and and all of that. But uh, so here's what we're going to do about it. We are going to demand change. We are uh, mobilizing like-minded folks who care about this issue, um, a really broad base of like-minded issue or like-minded folks. Um, you definitely do not have to be 100% vegan or plant-based to care about this. Mm-hmm. Even small changes, going meatless once a week. Um, meatless
0: Mondays. Taco's meatless yesterday.
1: Mondays, yeah. <laughs> um, yes, tacos. There's so many healthy ways to make tacos. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> We are mobilizing folks to um, reach out to these food service companies as we launch campaigns demanding for healthier, demanding healthier options. We're not asking for a complete overhaul overnight. Um, nobody wants to just drink kale smoothies at lunch every day. I don't even do that. <laughs> but making small changes like. Food service companies swapping twenty percent of their chicken nuggets for a healthier plant-based alternative will have major implications for people's health. Right, um, and so we feel like it's a pretty reasonable ask. We know all of the the barriers and, and difficulties involved, but. Um, we really believe it's critical. People are, people are dying too soon. You know, I'm not sure if if this is one of my favorite stats from Dr. Greger, but, um, children who eat food or diets high in cholesterol show fatty streaks on their arteries by age 10. Mm. That's a precursor to heart disease. And a third of of people born after the year 2000 will develop type two diabetes. And that is directly related to the foods we eat. Um, Mm. And, and the the swaps are simple. We can take small steps to to make a difference.
0: Yeah, I mean the whole the whole premise of his book is is just how you can basically eat the foods that are evidence based, scientifically proven to prevent and reverse fifteen major causes. Of disease in our country. And the funny, I had a friend and I wanted to give her a shout. Elizabeth said, you haven't read this book. And I said, no. And she's like, you have to read this book. And, um, I looked at the table of contents and it has like an introduction, which is very entertaining. And then it says how not to die from heart disease, how not to die. And it's just this list of 15 how not to dies. And I thought, well, I, he's got me, you know, I'm, this is so fascinating. But when you read this book and you see one third of this book is references Mm -hmm. And you see all these peer-reviewed, evidence-based, scientific studies that say, if you don't do this or if you do this, you will be healthier or you will die. Mm -hmm. And then you look at the schools and and our choices and you think, I'm killing my child by sending them to school. Right. It's terrifying. But this is such a great initiative because this is necessary. I mean, here's, here's a tome of research saying, this is how you don't die. And then you guys are asking, hey, let's get 20, 30% of these changes in place so we give our kids a shot in school or we give ourselves a shot in the workplace. Um, sure. It's so wonderful.
1: Or after you have quadruple bypass surgery, you're not served a cheeseburger, right? right? Even in places that are responsible for providing health care, the nutrition and diet offerings are just so misaligned. And of course, there's, a myriad of complex reasons for that. But the one that we feel we can really take on is the way that food service companies really exploit people's desire for these unhealthy foods and, and profit simultaneously. Um, and I, I don't think that they are unaware of the science. No,
0: it, it is not at this point
1: at this point, fairly clear that these foods are, are killing people. Um, and so, hopefully, I mean, you can
0: liken it, it to the cigarette industry, right? I mean, back yep. in the day.
1: Yeah. In fact, <laughs> we we draw that parallel. Um, it is. We we really like to believe that what we eat is an individual, autonomous choice where we are really empowered to make the best decisions. But like I said earlier, unless we have access to healthy foods, even if we want to make healthy choices. If we are unable to, then that desire is for not. Um, and so we think if we're making institutional changes, people who have those intentions will then be able to have their, their voice in the market heard. At this point, most diet change and behavior change work has been on educating the individual. Let's go one at a time and tell people, here's the best way to eat. And that is 100% necessary and critical. But if those people are then not advocating for themselves at their school, at their child's school, or in the grocery store even, then what good is it, really? Right.
0: Right. Well, this is fantastic. So you guys check out um, Balanced, and that's with a D. For some reason, my D falls off when I say that word, balanced.org. You can... See, you know, their board of advisors and all the things that um, they're doing. But most importantly, you can sign up for the email list. And that's where you're going to stay up to date on what's coming and how you can be a part of these initiatives and take action. So what do you guys need at this point? I mean, lots of people are listening to this podcast. Someone may know someone who knows someone. So what do you need? What is the need immediately for Balanced?
1: Awesome question. In this order, supporters and champions of our work. We know that people care about this. Mm -hmm. We know that if even if you eat hamburgers every night of the week or chicken breast or whatever, that you still care about your health. And making healthier choices easier for people is is what we're setting out to do. So we need folks to, like you said, join our mailing list, support us on social media. So facebook.com, now. Twitter.com get balanced underscore now and Instagram.com slash get balanced now. Mm-hmm. Those are, those are the ways that you can interact with us immediately. So champion and support our work is huge. As we start to launch our campaigns, get involved. Um, every person's voice matters. And we really, really, really uh, value and appreciate when people stand up for, for our cause. Um, and then if people are so inclined, they're welcome to make a donation. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the, the more funding we have, the more people we can bring on board to do this excellent work, the the bigger campaigns we can run. Right. Um, and then we also would not say no to connections. So if you work in a school district, if you work in a hospital, if you work in any of these places and you want to spearhead change in your Um, specific area, we can help you do that. Very cool. When you say
0: campaigns, tell me what that entails. I mean, social media campaigns, petitions, what what does the campaign entail?
1: All of the above. Okay. Um, So um, we really, like I said, want to make sure that people's voices are heard. And so if an organization adopts this change in partnership with us, Early on, we are very pleased to run positive publicity campaigns. So if your hospital makes a change, if your school makes a change, we can get get you headline news. (laughs) Very good. But if there's a little more resistance and we know the demand is there and it's not happening, we're also ready to engage with the individuals to create uh, petitions, social media campaign, really put pressure on companies to show them that people want this change to happen. Very cool. Very cool.
0: Um, okay. Well, is there anything else we should talk about?
1: <laughs> um, no, <That's,
0: laughs> that, that feels good to me. I mean, I um. could talk to you for days. You're so fun. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, guys. So that is um, balance.org. I'm going to really pay attention to what you guys are doing and retweet and reshare everything I can because this is Near and dear to my heart, certainly, and I just don't think it should be that hard to take care of yourself, especially when you're trying, when you're actively trying to do it. <laughs>
1: sure, it's, it's a, yeah. One other thing we should note is just how serendipitously timed this work is, given the rollback of school nutrition policies from yes. the USDA. Some like if healthcare, the ACA, is repealed, people are going to need the opportunity to take care of themselves. Um, And we want to
0: make sure that that is possible. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Audrey, so much. And I will post up all the links to Balanced. And um, if you guys need anything, definitely let me know. And we'll be a proud supporter for sure.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This has been lovely.
0: Thank you. Bye. Bye.